Welcome to Make It Happen, a podcast for bloggers and creatives. You're listening to episode number eight. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am pretty excited to share today's interview with you because I invited someone onto the show who I really respect and I really admire her. And she really just had tons of awesome advice and insights to share with you throughout this episode. Today's guest is actually one of my coaching clients, but more than that, we've become pretty good friends since we started working together a few months back. And I just knew that she would be an awesome guest for the show. Asia is a photographer and a blogger based in California and a big chunk of what we talk about in today's episode is her experience of running a local business which is a topic I haven't touched on before online and hopefully it can be insightful and encouraging for anyone else running a local business and who really wants to utilize the potential that online space has to grow their business. More than just that though we dig into Asia's experience of investing in herself and her business and also how she balances running her full-time business while still having a life and spending time with the people she loves too. So let's jump into today's episode because I think you're really going to enjoy this one. Hello, Asia. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here. No, it's awesome. Um, a funny story. Asia is actually one of my clients. We've been working together for a few months now and um, she has done some really awesome things at the moment that I'm sure she's going to tell you through the episode. But the reason I wanted to bring her on the show today is because I really am inspired by and I really respect her approach to her business. Asia is a photographer, but she's going to tell you that in about one minute because Asia, do you want to share with those listening your story, who you are, what you do, and basically how you got to where you are now in your career, in your business? Yes. And I just want to say, it's so funny that you say that, that I inspire you because all this is happening because I'm working with you. Like none of this would have been able to happen if like you didn't come through. So it's really great. Like, um, back and forth kind of thing. It's really wonderful. Um, (laughs) So I am a photographer and I live in the central coast of California and I discovered photography like my last quarter of college, but I was already moving to Australia and France, already in the works. So I knew that I wasn't going to be able to start a business. Um, And so when I was there, I just practiced and I learned everything while I was over there and used like Facebook, et cetera, to like build my my brand, I guess, at home. And um, I first, when I first realized I could make money off of doing it, I like posted something like, hey, I want to fly back home. If I could get 10 photo shoots, I could afford it. And I got like 20 photo shoots. And so I was able to fly home for my best friend's birthday. And that was super fun. And I realized like I can come back to San Luis Obispo and make this my career. And um, so I did. And just a lot of like stumbling blocks along the way. I had to be a nanny at first and blah, blah, blah. And um, I started working with college girls. That's where I started. And then um, probably right away I started blogging and not necessarily posting my photo shoots, but just like putting up funny things online because I happen to think that I'm very funny (laughs) and uh, got really good feedback from that. And it's, that's been such a big part of what I do is like people knowing me online and then deciding to do pictures of me because they know me. Um, they feel that they know me. So that's been really great. I work with a lot of the local sororities and it's just been so fun. It's been really wonderful. I got an office a couple years ago and it's been like such a great space for me to, um, not that I necessarily shoot here, but people meet me here and I don't know, just everything's just been great. (laughs) It's been really great. How long did it go from you sending out, was it that Facebook update? So like, hi, from that until you being able to make your photography business your full-time job? What was that transition like for you? It took, well, it took a really long time um, because, let's see, so 
it was like 2012 that I did that. And then I went full time in 2014. So maybe two and a half years. But I know that in that time I was like doing the nanny thing. I can't say that I put my all into it. Um, like I felt like there was a lot that was holding me back. I didn't have a space, which I feel like was a really big turning point for me being in, in the, I lived in my own house behind the nanny house and the kids are always in and out. And I'm like trying to talk to clients. I'm trying to edit photos. And that was like not happening. So as soon as I got my own space, I feel like that took off. Um, but then I had to sorority photography wasn't necessarily a thing here. And so I really had to like build this whole new market. Um, and that was, took a long time and that wasn't easy. So I feel like I, if I would have just done high school portraits right away, then it would have been a lot easier, but that's not what I wanted to do at first. Um, that wasn't like where my heart was. My heart was for like college girls. So, um, it did take me a long time. And I know that if I would have just quit everything at first and just like barreled through it, then I could have done that, but I was scared of course, like everybody. Um, and so I had like other jobs in the meantime. And then I went in July, I was like, no, <laughs> I'm quitting. Everything was my first time working like full time at a different job. And I was like, I'm trying to run a business on the side. And I just realized that is not possible. So I was like, I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm going to just go forth. And it's been like pretty successful. And I know if I put more and more into it, like what you put into it is what you get back. So it was in July. So it took about two and a half years, I guess. I think that's pretty... I, I guess some people maybe when they start this think like oh two months I'm gonna be you know rolling in the money and it's like it's just I think so when I love asking people how long did it take because I think that's really comforting <laughs> to hear like how long did it take you please tell me it was at least over a year because when I hear other people I'm like oh my gosh how did you make that happen in that amount of time like I wasn't sleeping I was really trying to do stuff but I also but I also know that if I was confident in it and like had really stepped back and been like I can do this that I that I could have done it faster but it's so scary and it's also like not necessary. I was really young. I was like 22 when when I first moved back from France and I was like I, I didn't what am I trying to say here? It's not like I was in any rush to like oh my gosh make the business happen right now. Um and if I was a little bit older maybe I would have felt that way just because I feel like I'm very age sensitive like oh my gosh I have to do it by this amount of time but running my own business at 25 like feels kind of that feels like on time to me. I feel okay about it. Definitely. I was thinking this earlier because so I, I've been like self-employed for like a year now. Like I've been, but I started my business that I run now six months ago. And in that first six months, I took it from to like full-time, like it's a full-time job for like in terms of full-time income, like now when I did it within four, three, four months. And I was wondering like, how did I do that? Because I don't think I'm any special or that. And, and, and I, I did have an online presence before that. But I think ultimately I just refused to fail. And, I, and now, because 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 even because even though now I know that it isn't guaranteed every single month or even for the future for my business to sustain my life and be full time be a full time income, but I was like I think I just refuse to fail because I don't see any any other path for me. Like I I know how passionate you are about your work. I mean, if people just go to your website and read your like about page, I think they'll get kind of. It's not just about taking photographs, even though you're amazing at that. It's it's the passion behind what you want to do for these girls and these people you work with, and it's just. I mean, I don't know if it sounds ridiculous or not, but I refuse to fail, and I think that's the that's how I why I think when I wake up every day, it's like you know what, it's gonna be hard. It's gonna be really really scary putting myself out there but I refuse to fail and it and the dream could change and the realities could change and it could get harder but I don't know if refuse to fail is pig-headed and 
<laughs> silly or if it's or if it's what we need to can you relate to that did you ever refuse to fail yeah, and I think that's why when I when I was working other jobs that the photography was I mean it was definitely taking off but it would not have been able to sustain me of course because I couldn't put the time on it in it but because I didn't if it I knew it, I never thought I was going to fail but I had other things to fall back on. So when I was like, no, I am doing this, then like I have to refuse to fail because otherwise I can't pay my bills. And so like, it's like, this is what I do. I have to do it. It has to work. And that's just like, it's been, <laughs> it has been comforting as well as challenging being like, no, this is going to work because you have put all of this into it. And like, it is definitely going to pay off. So it, that's so true because I have nothing else, nothing else to fall back on. It's like, this is what I have to do. Like, it's like the starving artist kind of thing. And yeah. when people like go to, I've heard that like when you like move to Los Angeles and you want to be uh, like a, an actress or whatever, it's like, you have to like really, really want it. You have to be like, part-time waitressing and like going to auditions every single day because you have no other option so like that's what it is like I have no choice I so relate to that totally oh I, the one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on today is because you run a local business while having an online presence and making that online presence work for your local business not really for an international business which is which which was interesting for me to work with you on that and probably for a lot of people listening because for a lot of photographers international work and reaching more people is probably a big intention of theirs whereas for you you're focused on which I don't I don't know many local business owners but there are obviously a lot of them so I was wondering what have you learned a about running a local business what are the pros and cons maybe even of running a local business and how does your online presence play a part in that and how can you utilize that because obviously a lot of the information out there isn't targeted towards running a local business I wouldn't say yeah a lot of the stuff that like when you start researching online is about like online business and work from your laptop and work from anywhere and I understand that photographers can like travel to do photo shoots which which sounds great and I totally get that um, but I moved back to San Luis Obispo because I love it here and I love the people and I love the college students and I want to like have a relationship with my clients apart from like me just taking pictures with them and I want like my photography to be a part of their journey that I can be a, that I can be a part of in other ways as well. So it's not just like, oh, I showed up, I took these pictures and I leave. I want to see how it like propels your life or your business or your confidence or whatever. Um, and so, <clears throat> excuse me. Being part of like the local thing is so, so important to me. Um, and it helps when I have like all of my friends run their own local businesses as well. And so seeing how I can be a part of that, I just realized that that is the best part for me. Not again, like I said, not just like showing up and taking photos. Um, the pro is that like everything I do, it like feeds into my business. So I guess it could be a con as well. Like when I go to Starbucks, like I'm never like rolling in there like grungy and like grumpy or anything like that because anybody I meet could become a client. And this happens to me all the time. And I have like, I have like a three to four year rule. I'm like, not a rule, but I've just noticed this kind of pattern. Like in three to four years, and this person that I meet will become my client. Like I've noticed it with like people that I met in the dorms or people that I met at like, just like social events or at dinner or whatever. I'm like, in three to four years, you're going to call me. And the reason why, not only because like my local, like quote unquote local, like my in-person presence they like, but because then they find me online and then they feel like they've been talking to me for three years. They feel like they get to know me for that long. So I feel like the initial contact is, is for me in person. And then they find me online and then adds more instead of the other way around. And that to me is like huge. Cause I know that people like when they meet me, 
I'm like, I'm pretty personable, I will say. And they're like, oh, she was really cool. And then they, they see my online stuff. And they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know she was that cool. I have people tell me all the time, like, I didn't even know that I liked you as much as I liked you. Like, I like you so much more. And I, when I see people, like, like I met this one girl maybe two years ago, and then I just saw her again recently. And I was like, wow, she was very friendly. I feel like she, like, I don't, I couldn't figure out why she was like, Asia, oh my God. I was like, I haven't seen you for like two years. And she's like, I saw your Snapchat video and I saw this and I've been watching. And like she, in her mind, we've been friends for two years. And so like that's, and that's really, really cool. And I'm like, I need to catch up on this level with you, girlfriend, because I need to get back and know you as much as you know me. Um, and so that's, that's for me has been like the coolest part of watching the local and the online thing. It's just having like more to give people instead of like, yeah, I run, go look at my pictures and they don't know me anymore. So. No, that sounds awesome. Cause I, um, you give, you put a lot of your energy throughout the week into your online presence. And so I think it's, it's interesting to hear, well, I, I know your motivations behind it, but the people listening, like it's interesting hopefully for them to hear, because do you, your, your friends who are local business owners, do you find that they give as much time to their online presence or do they put more efforts into face-to-face marketing? It's definitely split. I have, um, most of my friends though don't put as much on the, into their online presence, which I'm like really making this like my personal mission right now and my friendships to really grow that and to like help them because there's this mentality that when you're putting yourself out online, it's because you are trying to reach people who are far. And like you said, like international and people are like, well, I don't need people to, to come to me from, and I, and I feel the same way. I don't need people to come to me from anywhere else besides my specific, my specific place. Um, but then it, it's, I'm trying to reverse their thinking and be like, I don't need you to bring people from other places. I need your people that you meet now to find something else in you, if that makes sense. And it just like, makes you more legitimate, et cetera, et cetera. So you're not having to work as hard in person when you can just do the initial contact in person and then you let your online presence work for you after that. Um, and I think it just has made all of the difference for me, like just all the difference. So they're not, a couple of mine are, but a couple of them are not. So really trying to like show them that balance and they're doing very well with the in-person, but it takes a lot of work. And the, like the online to like work from your laptop ideal is is good for me after like in in short bursts like okay I can be here I can be making all these connections and then I can like I can fly to Washington I can hang out with my sister and be building up working on my blog and that's where all it's almost the same thing as meeting up with these people five times a week because it's almost like they're getting to know me just as much whereas my friends who are not building their online presence are actually having to meet with these people five times a week does that make sense yeah I guess for an introvert that's for me that sounds like a nightmare like I love people and but if I had to meet with people five times a week in real in real life, like person, number one, I don't have that many outfits to get me through in like a fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> and number like, so I imagine it take like you said, like thanks to like the way that the world is evolving and the way people are connecting with other people, even for local businesses, it's playing a huge part in how they can grow and scale and develop their business. And like you said, it's it's basically sharing your personal brand and you know, building those connections so that people, especially for photographer, they feel comfortable then just posing in front of your camera and, you know, you get them jumping around and everything. So it's like, yeah, especially for a college girl who is probably at the most self-conscious stage of, if I remember remember rightly, it was like, you you know, you don't want your picture taken. (laughs) Right. And like a lot of my girls do want their photo taken. And so this is why I went with the college route instead of the high school route initially, because in college you have like the utmost self-confidence, like 
or not the utmost, I guess. Um, but like you feel like you have a lot to show, especially right now. You're like, I have to be taking photos of myself all the time. And but then at the same time, they are like so wild and they look like really, really great. They're like, oh my gosh, would I look not like a model who's like, I know I look good and these pictures are gonna be great, obviously. But they're I think that deep down they're not as secure as they're trying to pretend. And um, whereas high school girls, I haven't had too much experience with them, but in my mind, they're just not secure at all. And that's really hard to take pictures of when there's like nothing to work from. So college girls have enough and then I like blow their mind. They're like, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I love these photos. So that's like a really cool like place to go from with them. Um, I was going somewhere with that. What did you just say? Oh my gosh. I don't, I just, no, it's really interesting to see how like you're, you're bringing out something in them that, that, and then I know they get this in this picture in there, you know, because you photograph people when they graduate a lot of the times, don't you? So they, they get to leave this time of that when, when, yeah, we probably never look as good as we do when we graduate because like, um, I, I don't know about anybody else, but my body in terms of how much it burns fat has changed so much. Like, <laughs> so like, like back then I'd laugh at someone going to the gym, whereas now I'm like, if I don't go to the gym, <laughs> things are not going to be okay. <laughs> We look at 22, man. That is a great age. <laughs> yeah. And we don't even realize it yet. So you're helping them remember that. And I just, no, I find it, I find because obviously I don't run a local business and the majority of the people I network with don't. It's really interesting to, and I don't know whether, do you feel as a local business, this is, I'm coming completely off tangent here, but do you feel like you're underrepresented online? Like, do you feel like, do you struggle? Do you try, do you find information and try and fit that around? Oh, it's impossible. And actually, like, I've been thinking about this a lot lately because it's like I feel like it's a niche that is not has not been touched upon. And I, I am like really involved in communities about like online business things. And then me and my girlfriend who are like involved in the same communities are like, you know, I'm not getting any kind of help on like face to face interaction or like she's an artist. Her name is Paige Poppy. And she's like, I'm not getting any help with these online resources from how to like get myself into local art shows or how to like sell my work in person. And it's like, that is like, there is such a void for it. And like on both ends, my the, the like local photographers I know don't have an online presence at all. And, or if they do, it's like, very low upkeep and I know that they're just working so hard like I said like I don't know how many times they have to be networking with people um and they can't they cannot be doing it as frequently or as like in depth as I am because I'm in charge of my online space and it's like um ubiquitous is not the right word it's um there's a lot of it and there's just no way that if I met up with somebody five times a week that I could be giving myself as authentically to them as I can in my blog which I'm in charge of um like if I met up with somebody for dinner, God knows what kind of mood I would be in, what kind of mood they would be in, if I have anything cool to say. And so having something for them to come to and really get to know me, there's just like no way that that the local businesses that are not doing that can do that. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's there's not enough like online and in-person information out there, um, which is fine because the online stuff is really, really cool. But for someone who's service-based, like like in-person service-based, that that's not helpful for me. I can't take pictures of people over the, the computer. So, um, I, you know, I need to. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Um, earlier when we were talking about people who know me, college girls, et cetera, I had two circumstances, like right back to back, I was doing um, these things called big little photos because in a sorority, they have your bigs and your littles, like your big sister, your little sister. And in the fall, I do a promotion where I do those. So I had two groups coming back to back. And the first one came and they've been following me for years and they always win my competitions. And they were like, oh my gosh, so excited. I didn't know any of them ever. They're like, Asia, hi. And I was like, what is your name? I don't 
don't actually know you. Um, but it was so cool. And they were like so excited. And the next girls that came, only one of the girls knew me and she brought all of her little sisters and they were like, hi, so shy. And it took much longer to get them to like break down this, the thing. And so I feel like knowing somebody builds your confidence. Like you just feel more comfortable. So like confidence is not just like, I am, I am the crap. I am really, really cool. It's also being comfortable. So knowing that, that they knew me, it just made such a big difference. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad I have a blog. I'm so glad. <laughs> oh, I think what you just said there, especially for service-based entrepreneurs and especially, I said entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, especially for photographers, like I work with a lot of photographers and especially for people who do weddings, it's like to get a bride and a groom to like be in love comfortably in front of a camera to show that, to build that relationship beforehand for them to, you know, stalk their internet presence and see who they are and what they're about it breaks down them barriers of that little sister who's like oh hi I don't really want to pose in front of you and that in itself if any like especially local service-based businesses listening that's like that's the magic that I think is like making building that relationship without actually having to slave away in person draining your energy and because you can reach more people with one blog post than you can with one coffee date Exactly. And like, and like I was saying more authentically, and like, I'm more in control of that interaction um, than, than I would be if I were to go to coffee with every single person I'd want to reach. And like, it just it allows me to like, be more inspiring, it allows me to like, provide more information. And it's just, it's so much more efficient and just better to do that. Of course, I would love to have coffee with everybody, but I cannot do that. Um, if somebody wrote on my blog post, can we coffee? I'll be like, yes, of course we could. <laughs> lovely um but it's just it's so great to be able to connect with people so many people over a large amount of time and then that results in them being comfortable i had another a bride recently who i went to high school with and uh, she was many years older than me i think like three or something i think she's a senior when i was a freshman and she she just recently hired me to be her wedding photographer and she's like, I just, I just really wanted somebody that I know. I really wanted to be somebody I'm comfortable with. I've never had a conversation with her. I don't know if she knows that. Never. That's crazy. Yeah, I just know that we went to the same school. And she feels like she knows me. And so that is like, she literally hired me for, I mean, I'm, I know that my pictures are great as well. But she hired me and she said that. Like, I really wanted to go with you because I know you. I'm like, you don't know me, actually. But she, but she does because she's following my presence. So it's more like, I don't know her. So I have a lot to catch up on. <laughs> Um, and so that's when I do like a lot of research on Facebook, but they do know me. It's like getting, uh, it's just, I want everybody to do it. I want all local businesses to do it. And, but so I guess I'm coming from the point of like why local businesses should be online. But I think there's a lot to why online businesses should be local as well, because like the connections that you can make with people in your town who like already kind of see you is just, is just huge. And being like, Oh my gosh, did you know she has this huge online presence? You should totally go to her for like creative coaching or for whatever else people do online. Um, it's just, it's, I think I'm coming from the opposite point of view of what your listeners will be, will be kind of doing, but investing in local people is like, it's just so huge. When people find out what I do online, they're like, you are so cool. I will hire you to do anything for me, you know? And it doesn't have to be local. When you're online, your local people can hire you also. Like, <laughs> international people can hire you and the people in your town can too. Um, and it's just, I think that that's a, that's a good thing to focus on as well. Do you remember on our first call together, the first time we ever met, and I said to you I wanted to bottle up your 
I said I wanted to bottle up like your approach and your mindset because I knew that and this is why I've had you come on the show because everything you just said then you said it better than I could say it and I I really hope that it resonated with a few people because I think there's a there's a reason why you're doing why you're doing what you're doing and you're doing it really well and I think it's because you get it you get the importance of local but you you're not afraid to tap into the what the on the strategic side behind having the strategic but authentic side of having an online presence. Yes, and I wonder if that's like it has a lot to do. It's definitely I'm trying to say cyclical, but I'm not sure. Like um, it's like a catch twenty two, but in a positive way. Like I think I can put myself out there because I'm confident in myself and what I'm doing. And I know I love what I'm doing, and I know for sure this is the way to get people to to do it with me. And so I'm like, yes, hundred percent. But I also think being online has made me more confident. And so it's like this huge cycle of. I can understand how some people will be like nervous to put stuff out there, but once you do and you feel really good about it, you're like, I can do that again and I can do that again. And so it is like, it, I guess it is a little bit of a catch 22. Like I can't be confident. I can't put myself out there cause I'm not confident enough, but you can't be confident until you put yourself out there and you see how good you feel about it. And I'm not, I'm not personally too concerned about how it's received because I always feel good about what I put out. And I feel like that's been a big, like, success for me because you never really truly know how it's received because there are so many silent readers and silent watchers I guess and if I was waiting on comments and likes and blah 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 I would I wouldn't have done it because at first I got nothing and then people come to me later and like oh my gosh I read that post I'm like that's really funny that you didn't tell me that (laughs) (laughs) thanks a lot (laughs) because I didn't think anybody was reading but I also didn't care because I liked it and that's another thing another difference between the online community and the local community is if you're just engaging with people who are strictly local and who don't really care too much online they're still reading your stuff but they don't know how to engage with you online in a way that an online person would receive it so like I have tons of people who don't follow anybody on blog loving who've never left a comment ever on a blog post before and they've read every single one of my posts and so the the feedback is different online with local people and whereas if you're just trying to reach online people online people know to comment on blogs and they know to do that kind of stuff but I'm not looking for online people I'm looking for local people so I have to just like feel really good about what I'm putting out there and not care too much about what I'm seeing back yeah, no, I've, I've, and I think there is something in there that people who are working online can take because I really, really, really do believe in the invisible reader. Like, like a lot of the people who I've worked with, not no one I've ever worked with has ever commented on a blog post. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's so true. When I started my business, when you think of who your ideal client is or who you could possibly work with, you you will automatically assume the faces that you see in your comment box. Yes. But it's but that's not because people who are commenting are usually people who are either doing pretty much exactly the same as what you're doing, or and really busy people who are not don't have time. Like a lot of people, oh no, no, I said that wrong. <laughs> people, busy people do have time to comment, but a lot of the times, people who are really connecting with what you're doing aren't always commenting. And this is us going off on a huge tangent now. But I think what you just said, I hope people who listen to it then can take that because I think. You have an approach that therefore allows you to feel really healthy in what you're doing online and you never get that, com- you, well, obviously you're a human being, you obviously struggle at times with comparison, but it never eats away at you. It never stops you from doing what, you, it never stops you from being really brave. And I think it's because you don't care about what it looks like on the surface. You care about what's happening underneath it. Like you care about what's actually happening. Right. And I think that goes back to like my like three year pattern that I've noticed. And I'm sure that it takes less time online. But when, when I post something and then I'm like, this is like I'm just I feel like it's always planting seeds like anything I put out there as long as I feel like it's good and authentic which is like a huge like, indicator for me like do I put it out or do I not I'm like do I feel like it's truly me and that like people can hear it in my voice when they're reading it um and if that like check check I put it out and I feel good about it like automatically and I think like 
sometimes you like stumble across people and you're like, oh my gosh, look at all of these posts they have. It's like finding a gold mine. I've heard that used before. And so I think about that, like somebody down the line could find me and see all the stuff I've already put out. So I don't need to worry about present comments or likes or whatever. It's like, this is an investment in my future and somebody else finding me, you know? So yeah. That's perfect. I love it. And I so you just said the word investment and that's funny because I actually want to touch on something else next, which is so taking still talking about business, but taking it away from local business and talking about investing in your business. Because I know that's something you do, not just in further learning, but in obviously you have a space, you have all the equipment that you need, you have, you know, investing in the sense that you moved back to the States so you could do this. So I would love to hear and I think even from my own personal experience, and I know other people, investing in your business and yourself is probably, it's like at Christmas, I prefer to buy presents to other people than I do for myself. Right, and investing right. in a business is even more of a risk. So, and not a risk, but in our minds is. So I would love to know your thoughts on investing in your business, how you just leap into it, and also kind of what have been the best investments for you, and how would you, what would, how would you encourage people to approach investing in their business in a way that is purposeful? Right, I like what you said about the Christmas part, because this sounds like, I don't know what this sounds like, but when I invest in my business, I feel like I'm not just investing in me. I feel like I'm investing in my people because I'm like, I want to be able to provide for you like the best like equipment. I want to be able to provide for you like the best blogging experience or like the best space for you to come and see your photos. So I never, well, not never, but sometimes most of the time <laughs> I feel like investing in me is like helping everybody under me. And I feel like when people raise their prices and they explain like, I'm raising my prices $10 an hour so that I can provide you with a better experience when you come and do personal training with me. That makes so much sense to me because when you go into a place that's super cheap and you're like, cool, I got no service. These boxes are ugly. I would rather you just pay, like I would rather pay a dollar more an hour and get like better stuff than pay, do this cheap thing. And I feel like that's a huge thing with pricing. So with, with my investments, like I'm going to be able to provide so much better stuff because I'm investing in myself. But then I also... My, my business as photography, of course, started out as a hobby and even so did blogging. And I now I don't have a hobby because it's all just wrapped up in my business. And I know that normal people spend money on hobbies. And I also don't drink alcohol. So I'm like, other people spend money on things. I'm not spending money on things. Like, I want to be spending money on my hobbies too, which just happens to be like in line with my business. So instead of like going out and like drinking every weekend, I would rather hire a blog coach. And like, that's really, really fun for me. And so just like knowing that it's totally acceptable. And if I'm enjoying it, that's like what I'm making money for. And um, to like spend it on things that I enjoy and um so I guess it is a twofold it's a gift to myself because like this is my hobby this is what I'm having a lot of fun with and it's acceptable for other people to do it so it's acceptable for me to do it and it just looks like an investment in my business but if it's truly an investment in my business it's an investment in the people who are coming to me I love that and when you're about to make an investment how have you ever like almost invested in something and then just what what makes you go from oh I think I want to do this to actually doing it in whether it's equipment or further learning or like or networking events, like whatever it is, what's that thing that makes you know that that's the right thing for you to do? So, um, well, I do, I, I tend to be like, I really want to do this. And then like, okay, I need to take a step back. And it does, even though it sounds like very fluffy, it does come down to like a lot of numbers. And um, my boyfriend, John, is like, usually my indicator, like if I should do something or not, because we'll sit down and be like, okay, if I buy this $3,000 camera, how many times would I have to rent it for it to make it worth it? And would the pictures be much better? And we like totally number things out. Um, and with my office space, it was like, how much more legitimate do I look? That's hard to 
quantify, I guess. But then it also got to the point where like I'm doing photos. I do headshots in my office. It's the only thing I do in here. And how many headshots could I get a month that would actually just pay for this? Um, and of course, that was just like speculation. But now it's come to fruition where it's like if I didn't have the space, I wouldn't be able to do these professional headshots for people. Um, and so it's like it is the investment and the worth in it. But then when I'm doing things like like blog coaching, I guess, um, it is like, okay, how much is, yes, is this investing in my business and what else would I be spending this money on that I could enjoy as much? Um, and so it's like, I, we could go to here, but we've kind of already did that, or I could buy this, but I kind of already had that, or I could spend that money on something else that I've never done before and that I really, really enjoy. Um, and so it is just like leveraging it with how much I enjoy it and how much like return on investment that I will get. So as much as it sounds like, oh, I just like it, I want to do it. There is a lot of like crunching and like, what does John think? <laughs> if John thinks it's a good investment and he thinks it's a good idea, I really trust him. <laughs> no, I'm like you. I'm a gut checker and then I'm a boyfriend checker because not only am I also fi obviously financially accountable to him, which is sounds strange and just a 23 year old, but I'm sure you relate. Like whatever, when you you become financially accountable to the people you're building your life with, he usually will be like, yeah, that makes sense. So like yesterday, I wanted to buy pajamas. And I was like, let's just go to what we call the chapter. So what would be a mall to you? And he was like, you don't need pajamas and we need to buy a sofa. So <laughs> you're like, okay, yes. It's and, and I think that I also trust him because he's, he's not like, you don't need to do that. When, when I like, when my gut tells me I do, he's never like, he'll be like, that's such a great, sometimes he's even like, no, I really think you should do that because you would like it and good for you. When I'm like, are you sure? Cause it's kind of expensive. And he'll be like, no, do it. That sounds so awesome. You know? So he, yeah. So he's like, he's had a good balance and I'm never like, Oh, if John approves, he has the highest standards of approving her, you know? And, um, so I feel like he's a really good balance and yeah, but there is sometimes he's like, no girl. Maybe mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> if you wanted to buy pajamas when you needed a sofa. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, he's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. That's so funny. <laughs> um, no, one of the last things, and I, if people have listened today, I'm sure they can pick up just on how fun and lively you are as a person, which I love. Me, Asia is eight hours uh, behind me in time. So we usually have our meetings at 8 or 9 p.m. at night. Now, if anyone knows me, I'm a grandma. I'm usually in bed by that time. And <laughs> and, and I can't tell you this, Asia wakes me up every single time because she's just so alive and she's just such a positive, like, full of life person. And the thing, one of the reasons I really, really wanted to have you on the podcast is because you run this intense busy business but you're always having fun like literally once you emailed me I just drove up to Canada for the day and I was like and you were like I'm sorry I've missed that meeting and I was like no driving up to Canada sounds amazing like you go do that and so how do you still make because every business owner I know is like I can't have a life like I, I painted my nails for the first time in three months just the other day and I was like wow I'm a girl again <laughs> Wow. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> that is probably the saddest thing I've ever said. And maybe like you have fun and, and I feel, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you don't compromise your life for your business. Yes. So I, I have a lot to say about that because um, it's like, it makes my like, heart break when I see people because when I, the full-time job that I worked up until July, I loved that job. And I like, I worked with, with kids and I just, I loved what I did. I felt it was really meaningful and I loved my coworkers. And, but I realized like, I have this opportunity to have the fun that I want in life and make the money that I want. And so like my, all, my life is not about my business. My business is about my life. And I just want a way to like 
make the money that I can and have, have have fun. So I need my business to work for my life, not the other way around. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. People are like, oh, I want to, I want to do this, I want to do this, and I'm going to completely ignore my life. I'm like, why are you running your own business? Why don't you just make it easy on yourself? Get a nine to five because that's like you don't have to think as much for that. You go ahead and just do the nine to five thing and then live the two hours of life that you have after that um, because that's how much time you have anyway when you're running an online business, which is much more stressful, or like your own business. Um, so for me, it's like this is why I'm running the business so that I can do those things. And a lot of it is so that I can have time to like invest in my friendships, invest in like girls that I mentor. Um, and and my, my sister just had a baby. And so it's so important to be able to go up there and see her. And that's like the number one priority in my life is to be able to like invest in the people around me and be able to spend time with them. And that is why I do what I do. So when I was worried, I just recently released um, a local magazine online as you know, and um, it was like really time consuming. And at one point, um, it was Father's Day and we were supposed to go to dinner for, or supposed to go to lunch for John's dad. And I was like, I don't have time for this. I was like kind of stressed about it. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> the whole reason I'm running this business myself and doing all these things is so that I can go to lunch in the middle of a Tuesday on a weekday, whenever I want with John's parents. Like that is why I'm doing what I'm doing. So I can't like reverse those too. Um, and so that is, it, I mean, I will say it's very stressful. Like the last, I was in San Francisco last weekend in Reno the weekend before. I'm like, when exactly am I launching this magazine? If I keep leaving, <laughs> that's not okay. Um, but that's why I'm doing it. And so um, that's kind of my mentality and how I do it. I truly do not know. <laughs> I don't know how I can have so many things and how that happens. But I also, I also will say that I'm never not working. Even when I'm there, I'm like, okay, I need a couple hours to to go like write a blog post real quick, touch base with a client. Um, I'm always photographing, which gives me content for my blog. And so, no trip is ever truly, truly a vacation. But it does like it like feeds my soul. It allows me to come back to work and be like, okay, cool. I like did my fun things. If ever there's a time where I'm working for like three weeks straight, I'm like, Ugh, why am I doing this if I can't even live my life? <laughs> so yes, that's fine. I love that I, I am six months into running this business and that's the biggest lesson I've learned. Apart from like obviously like managing money and you know all that kind of boring stuff. The like it's not fun if if it I'm not do I'm like I built I'm building a lifestyle business. I'm the whole the reason I built a business in the first place was really personal reasons with health reasons and like life reasons. And I'm like I spent like three weeks in May. I didn't spend an evening with my boyfriend and I live with him and I spent every evening like just working, working. And it got to I, my birthday was in May and I was like, what am I doing? And we took two days off my birthday and I was like, what am I doing? Like I love my business, I love my clients, I love my work, but I miss my boyfriend I miss my friends and I was like no there's this that I, I it's my I decide how I give my time and having a life and nurturing friendships and relationships as much as you do your business is a choice you're only as busy as you allow yourself to be you're in control of how you spend I mean I cut out Netflix like I used to love like watching Netflix in the day and I was like wait a minute is that more important to me than getting my work done in like seven hours straight and then having the evening to do oh yeah it's like it's it has to be so intentional and be like, what am I like if if I were to tell myself like, okay, I'll work for three hours or I'll work until I get my editing done and then I come in and I'm like on Facebook and I'm all I'm like, I'm on Facebook right now and I'm pushing back my editing time and I can't go have dinner with John until I'm done with this. So I need to get it done. And because like that is a priority. It is the reason that I have left my full time job that I loved because I wanted to be able to have the time to do those things. Yeah, poor John has been so like neglected recently because of the website launch and the magazine launch. I'm like, I am so Sorry, I so this is a small, this is a like a weak investment that I have to like crank it out and then we can spend so much time together. I can't wait. <laughs>
Oh, I think I think having a life is a choice is something that I've learned from you. Like when I see you having fun, I'm like, I need to live more like Asia. Like that should just be how people like like live more like Asia. Oh my gosh, that's really okay. Don't vacation as much as I do. I don't know how to get work done. I vacation too much. I need to like bring it back a little bit. I think, um, but also like for me, I know that I have. Um, I, I know my seasons very well. And so I know that like this time and this time is just like a lot of weddings and um, like a few things in between and the fall is pretty dead. And then in January, I like cannot, I can do no things almost. I still do a lot of things, um, but it's busy time. So I definitely try to take advantage of the time when I'm less busy um, and still having faith that like things are going to work because I, I've seen them kind of fluctuate before. And so I think that is another reason that I feel like I can let myself go have fun because I know that I'm not like, de-investing in my business I know that I'm not like peacing out on it I know that it's going to be busy again soon so yeah no good mentality and now um there are two questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show and I'm actually really excited to hear answers number one is so for everyone listening right now what would be your biggest advice to them if they're working really hard to make something happen whether it's online or offline or is if it's a personal thing what is your biggest biggest advice for people who are making things happen right now I feel like I'm so tight, but I feel like it's like, just do it. Just like start doing something. Cause I'm so tired of hearing so tired. is like not a nice way to say it, but like, I'm like, Oh, I really want to do it. I really want to do it. It's like, but it's not going to be good. It's not going to be perfect. It's like, well, you have to start with something. You can't modify something that doesn't exist. And so like just starting and I, Think about that with people with blogging or people with getting their own website up or take my pictures when I first started were horrible, horrible. I made everybody look like aliens all the time. And, but like, I, I didn't really know they were bad. <laughs> I guess I thought they were really wonderful, but, um, just having to start and then you could, you get better exponentially from a starting point than you do from behind the, the starting line. Like you have to start. So that's always what I tell people like, girl, if you want to do something, you need to have start something so that you can start building it smallly and learning what you're doing. Um, so basically like adjust start and just do it is like the number one thing I tell people for sure. When someone says, I really want to do something, but it's like, no, stop at the but because you can, you can always do something. And if you don't get started, you're putting yourself even further behind. Yes. Yes. The time is going to pass. This. Yeah. You gotta be a go-getter. You just gotta, you just, and it's okay if you have to go at a slow pace. Right, right. But get going because no, nothing's going to come to you if you don't go and chase after it is what I think. I use like the metaphor with clay. And like if you want to like build something, if you want to build a house out of clay, you can't just like stare at a table. You have to like put the clay down to do something with it. Like it might be TP at first or whatever, but like you have to put something down to mold it. So yes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's going to lead you to the next question. I already know what your next question is. <laughs> It's already let. I'm are you ready? Are you ready? So, what are you working hard? And I, I tell me know this, but what are you working hard to make happen right now? And how can everyone listening follow along, see what you're up to, and support you along the way? So, what I the, the segue is that um, I've always wanted to make a magazine, and when I was younger, I wanted to like work in a magazine, but I, I didn't want to do journalism, and I didn't want to do graphic design. I just wanted to have the magazine thing, and um, so I was like, I'll never be hired at a magazine. I, I also don't want to live anywhere but San Luis Obispo, um, and so recently, I decided to make my own magazine, and um, I think that is like that is the start, just do it mentality, but it's not a just start mentality. It's like you have to choose yourself. So like, I am choosing myself. I'm gonna do my own freaking magazine. So that's what I've been working on recently, which is a really great um, tie into like also being involved locally. So even though it is an online digital free magazine that you can see on my website, um, it is also based all on local business owners and things that are going on in my town. Um, so it is like combining the two worlds. 
And um, I actually just put it on my website for anybody to read. And it's at asiacroson.com slash slow what magazine. And slow is S-L-O, which stands for San Luis Obispo, which is the town that I live in. Um, And it's really great. And it's going to be monthly. And it's just featuring like um, people that I think are really cool in the community. They're doing great things. Um, It's not very serious. It's very like light. Like um, my hairstylist came and did like three hairstyles that look hard but really aren't. And like five exercises to get for the beach to feature my personal trainer. And so it's really a way for me to connect with people and to show all of my listeners and my, not my listeners, my readers. Um, I don't have listeners. I guess you can listen to me on YouTube, but um, all my people, um, the other cool people on Slow, because I've just discovered the tagline, live life to the slowest, which I think is so brilliant. And I just want people to like love being in Slow because I love it here so much. Um, so that's what I'm working on. I'm really excited about it. I've got great feedback. I'm already excited about the next issue. So Yeah. <laughs> No, all of Asia's links will be in the show notes. She's hilarious on YouTube. Like if you're in a bad mood one day, (laughs) put on her YouTube, you'll be laughing. Her blog is actually, Asia's blog is like really fun, but really human. It's like really fun, but really human. Like she's, she's got this perfect balance. So go and check all her links out. And yeah, obviously her online presence is for her local community, but I think there's so much you can take away from it. And yes. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Asia. It's been good. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. And there we have it. Episode number eight of the Make It Happen podcast. As always, you can head over to jennyperr.co.uk slash podcast to browse all the show notes and find all the links we mentioned in today's show. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left the show a rating and a review over on iTunes because it would really help us to reach even more people online. Thank you so much for listening and look out for a brand new episode each and every Thursday. Thank you.